the type of stories that make for good suspense novels, or even full-length movies, or newspaper headlines, juicy newspaper headlines. The story of the professional athlete who talks hard work, dedication, training, but really has achieved his or her success by using banned substances. Or the corporate executive who talks corporate values, mission statements, care for the world, care for the environment, making a difference, but is actually absolutely corrupt and embezzling and taking part in all kinds of dishonest practices. The clergyman who's preaching truth and justice, committing the most horrible kinds of abuses imaginable. The politician who's talking family and virtues and common good, yet absolutely unfaithful to everyone in his life. Living a double life makes for great movies and documentaries and tabloid cover stories. And Jesus was talking about those who live a double life today. But he wasn't just talking about these larger-than-life figures whose fall from power grabs our attention. He was talking about everyone today, warning all of us of this natural human tendency we have. Jesus today was talking about hypocrites. See, in the ancient world, a hypocrite was an actor. It was a theater term. It was someone who oftentimes played two different roles in the same play. So for the first role, they'd have one mask on, and then they'd show up on stage later with a different mask on. And they would take these two different roles and play them differently. You see, we all do that in certain moments of our life, don't we? We're two different people in two different situations. Because we want to fit in, we want to make certain people happy, gain a certain type of advantage. We don't always be ourselves. Jesus was challenging his disciples today to know who they were and to be that person always. To be that person consistently. If you stop and think about it, living a double life is really an exhausting way to live. Those who work in the field of criminal justice oftentimes talk about how those who are really living a double life, oftentimes at a certain point, whether it's a conscious or unconscious move, start leaving clues behind to be found out. At a certain point, trying to cover their tracks, trying to keep up face here and there, and being two totally different people, or in some cases three or four totally different people for different groups or different individuals, takes a toll on there's no intimacy there because no one really even knows them. It's a really tiring way to live. And Jesus today is inviting us to discover freedom. The freedom to be ourselves. Not to live this exhausting race of trying to keep up all these different types of persona, but instead of just knowing who we are and being able to be that person freely, confidently. To live that way, of course, means risking a few friends. But it means the people who know us love us for who we really are. Because they know us as we are. And not some fake facade that we've put up for them. Jesus 
Jesus is inviting us to discover the beauty of relationship with people who know us and love us. It's hard to believe, but Wednesday is Ash Wednesday, the beginning of our Lenten season. And perhaps one way of looking at Lent this year would be to say, let's look at our lives and see how we're hypocrites sometimes, how we're not consistent in the way we live our lives. That identity we have as Christian people. Are there certain areas of our life that we keep our faith out of? Are there certain situations where we're not authentic and true to who we really are, who God has called us to be? The good news of Lent is that phrase, repent and believe in the gospel. We can change. God believes we can change. We don't have to live a double life. The good news of the gospel is that we can be free. We can be the people God has created us to be. That's the invitation Jesus offers to us. In today's first reading, Sirach gave us some real practical ways we can look at our lives and maybe notice some areas where we have to grow. The first area he talked about was our speech. Does our speech reflect who we are as Christian people? We find ourselves speaking out of different sides of our mouth to different people, telling two versions of the truth to different people, and spending that worry about if someone else is going to find out what we told them. Perhaps that's an area we can work on this Lent. Be a little more truthful, maybe letting go of our tendency to gossip that's so common for most of us. Sirach also pointed out another tendency we have, that of giving false praise and false which for those of us who work in organizations or part of institutions is so, so common. Whether that be a university, a school, a diocesan hierarchy like I'm a part of, whether that's a social organization. We blow smoke. We give people lots of flattery and praise because we know if they're affirmed by us, they might do a favor for us later. We might share a little bit of their influence. They might support some of our projects and plans. And so we say all these wonderful things about them that may not actually even be true. To be clear, affirmation is a really good Christian thing to do. We see true good in someone, and we affirm that, we identify that, we verbalize it. That's reflecting, echoing God's voice in creation. And Genesis saying he saw what he made and it was good. We should affirm others. We should be a community of affirmation. But it should be true. It shouldn't be false. Because when we make false affirmations, when we give false flattery, we're actually supporting the leadership of people who are leading to the demise of these organizations that we're a part of. We're supporting their selfish and self-centered way of leading. Having the courage to say true things in institutions is difficult. That's what the gospel invites us to do. Another area Sirach pointed out today was tribulation. It said, tribulations are the tests of the just. We stop in our lives and think about the last time we were stressed out, or had a major medical event, or just kind of frustrated, angry perhaps. How did we, we, how did we react then? Because <clears throat> oftentimes the moments when we're really stressed out or in deep suffering shows the deeper level of our soul that needs more conversion that still is not fully converted to God and is perhaps a little rude 
or uncharitable or impatient. And if we look at these times of suffering, maybe just over the past few months or so, we might see a pattern, an area where, again, we can invite God to help us grow this light. It feeds our prayer. It shows us what we need to pray for, because God wants to change even those deepest parts of our soul. As Director of Vocations this weekend, I invite you to join with me in praying for the young people of this parish, praying they might know their mission in life, whether God's calling them to be a priest or a sister, a married person or a single person. We pray for that because, as Jesus said in today's Gospel, we should focus on our mission. We should be who we're called to be and to be that person well. Our young people are at a very privileged place in their lives. If they can learn not to live a double life now, they can learn not to be hypocrites. They can learn to be themselves. They'll be free to accomplish so much in the future. They won't have to waste their energy trying to keep up all these different facades, wearing all these different masks. They'll be able to enjoy true friendships in their lives. We pray today that they'll have the courage to make that choice, to enter into the adventure of freedom that God has in store for us. As we continue with Mass today, we pray that all of us will have that grace, to know what God's asking us to be and to be that person well to live in the freedom of God's children.